and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 22nd of October. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn, somebody's got to win that money. And I don't have any screenshots because I did not quite win it yesterday. If you're following along, yesterday was the UFC slate, and uh, my whole stand, if you're in the Discord, was I was playing for the co-main to be a better scoring fight in the main event. I thought co-main events were five rounds, but apparently that one was three information i probably should have drilled down on <laughs> but anyway there was a higher percent chance of an early finish in that one i was confident in the strategy we had two decent grapplers in the last fight i thought the guy could avoid a submission i guess i forgot about a knockout so that was a little bit frustrating it wasn't the first minute and a half otherwise it would have been a devastating day i wouldn't want any saddies still held on to some saddies but man it would have been a hundred thousand dollar day if that goes the way I predicted it, slash the way that I think it goes the majority of the time, I had already the five winners in the other fights. I got the sixth winner, just not with quite, I was 26 points off. Perfect, but with only three dupes. So I just love, uh, UFC is perfect because the fights are independent, right? So all dependence is bad. All correlation in UFC is bad. Any way you can fight that is good. Anyway, so it's very easy in UFC to do a good lineup. It's not that easy in football. So welcome to the show. We're going to talk about football and baseball today, but I mean, it's $500,000 versus a tenth of that. So the attention will be similar. We're going to start. I mean, starting times aren't quite that way. Chronologically, baseball's first. I'm putting football at the top of the show. You can skip about probably 15 minutes to get to the baseball part of the show. Um, we're going to review, first of all, this is the Monday Night Millionaire. Uh, I was very impressed. This is the first time I've seen Shady Advice up there. I know he's more of an ROI guy, but I also know he won about $100,000 last week. So now that you got the money, I see you, man. You're trying to win the big money. I love it. I'd love to see that. Um, uh, got a lot of longtime listeners. I didn't even have to check to see whether or not MB Habes is up there. Always rocking it. Um, but yeah, I, if you're on the top 25 of this list and your moves are reasonable, I can't always say that the people at the very top of the list are the most reasonable on the list, right? Like, it's the people in this region where you haven't messed up. There's no way if you're sitting between Osimo and like, you know, petty theft. Anybody between Osimo and petty theft on this list, even though you lost thousands of dollars, almost definitely, almost definitely. I get that. You did the right thing for sure. Everybody on this list did the right thing. No, no, almost nobody made money, right? Because like, and that's the thing for this particular slate, we had the Agnew news, right? Like Agnew was pretty obvious value. And so it was tough. I in the end, for that slate, because there's only one value who was obvious and definitely going to hit, I played for mid-dupes. So it's my first time doing that, but I think mid... So when you think about like likelihood of hitting versus number of dupes, optimal ROI isn't always unique. Optimal ROI is only unique in the case where you have a very long tail distribution where a lot of those low salary lineups still have a decent probability of hitting 0.1 or higher. And so that only happens when you have multiple values that could hit right and so that's why for that slate i i was very conservative with my my uh i was yeah i left i let there be a lot of dudes and honestly i was winning at halftime so it was, i was pretty excited about this slate it didn't quite take down but who cares like if you set yourself up and you don't have these 200 to 300 to 400 dupe lineups you're doing all you can uh yeah hey man oh can you ask mommy i'm not doing something right now i love you sweetie i'll be with you in about 20 minutes Oh. Uh, okay. Actually, can you no, no? Can you go to mommy? No. Please. No. I love you, buddy. 
I can't get heavy come over here right now. Thanks, sweetie. All right. Okay. See you later, Leon. I love you. Okay. So um, this has been a fun break in the show while I'm menaced by a toddler. Uh, okay. I'm just going to keep going. I'm sorry for the audio people. I know this is great. Thank you for sticking with me. Please like, comment, subscribe. Um, and yeah, I appreciate your uh, bearing with me through any, uh, you know, difficulties we have. Um, let's see if I can text. Okay. So, um, right. The easy way to avoid all these bad lineups is to salary restrict, right? Every single one of these 50,000, 50, 40, 90, 40, 90, 50, 000, 40, 90, 70, 40, 90, 90, 40, 90, 70, 40, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, and these are the condo lineups where you're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy a condo. So I like that distinction, but I'm not convinced that it matters and that you should always want condo lineups. There are definitely slates where it's better to be in the mid dupes. And now that, yeah, I don't remember, is this Monday Night Football? It's possible that this is not the slate I meant to be reviewing. Uh, oh, yeah, let's go to the winners. Congrats, uh, 15 winners. And this is why I allowed the mid dupes. 15 winners is $82,000, and that's somewhere between a nice truck and a decent condo. So they had a great job. Agnew was there, you know, he would be there after he was getting so, so much work. And then, um, yeah. Oh, uh, I also have been doing the $5 and 50 cent ones as well. Um, and one, one thing you can see there is the same, same lineups are bad. The same restrictions help. Um, but it's different people on top in the low dollar stuff. And it's not different people on top in the high dollars and the $5. You still had Chipotle attic. You still have BP Colonna. I mean, BP, I love you, but you are a shark. I'm not doing head-to-heads. Like, don't get your ego involved, right? Like, I see guys on the internet being like, if you can't beat people in three-mans and head-to-heads, then you're no DFS player. Yeah, who cares? Like, be professional at something. You don't have to be good at everything to be a professional gambler, right? So don't let your ego get involved. Know what you're good at. And if you're awesome, freaking win $135,000 on the UFC slate instead of losing you know, $20,000 in three mans to McLovin or whatever situation, because who cares? I don't like those, like, three mans, double ups, who cares? I don't want to argue with somebody about what was the optimal lineup, which we will never find out because we never play the same games 100 times. We always have different games. So I'm never going to play you in those. Don't ask me to. And that's why I don't value that conversation. I'm talking about the best GPP players in the world when I talk about that. And who who cares about if you can beat somebody in double ups and make the that's nothing to me. Hey, what's up? No, it's going to be about 15 minutes. Would you mind going to dust mom? That's true. If you sit over there quietly, that's also fine. Okay. All right. I love you, bud. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So average number of dupes per lineup is something that's important because we talk about the number of uh, how often you win. And not only that, but how it is second important. If there's a high number of dupes per lineup, you don't even need to consider second at all. If there's going to be 10 dupes per lineup, honestly, eight on the slate, right? What is ninth today? If first is 500,000, second's like 100, third's like 10, or 
uh, 50, 20. So we're going to be like at 10 or eight, or it's going to be a tiny amount of money and who cares? So you can probably with a, if, if it's going to be an eight dupe day, you can forget about second, who cares? It's going to be a four dupe day, you know, second, still $25,000, $50,000. Maybe uniques are more likely to first. You don't have to get as, as crazy. Um, by the way, so for tonight's, we're going to get the specific stuff for the football tonight. No, please leave. Um, also, so everybody thinks that this guy who's just been activated at the IR, Jeff Wilson Jr., is going to be the num number two. As far as I can see, that's not even a coach speak thing. That's just people going back to the beginning of the year depth charts. And he was there and these other guys were below him. And they think that's how it's going to be still. So unless we get like clarification from an actual coach or where this quote's coming from, everybody in the industry, the athletic, every other place, there's no, there's no citation. I can't figure out where people are saying this. Um, they, they're saying that uh, there'll be a lot of touches for Wilson. Actually, this, they did a good job talking about, uh, they did a good job not specifically quoting the thing that is not real news, but there is a, a quote going around the industry that's not a quote of anybody that's once he's officially activated, Wilson will likely leapfrog Ahmed as the primary backup to Raheem Mostert, at least until A-Chain returns. So that's people quoting each other, as far as I can tell. If you leave a note in the comments if you if you know which coach said anything about this, but it's fine. Obviously, Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be the, the value of the slate, but not 100% going to be the running back two in this scenario. Um, so got to be on the lookout for some news about that later today. For now, let me tell you about what I've done, tweaks and rules and stuff. Ah, did I build my rule in? I don't think I did. So I'm going to have to rerun these lineups. These exposures will not even be valuable. But... Um, <clears throat> we no. Hey, I need you to be the phone. Sorry, Sorry. Hey, hey. Sorry. You're doing a good job. You're not being quiet. I love you. Okay, so our moves for the slate, the ones that I think get you different enough um, from this play, that is fine, and you should have a lot of. Obviously, Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be 30% owned, it says, maybe 35, 40, 50 in high stakes. Play him that amount. Do not be underweight Jeff Wilson Jr. He's probably a good play based on what the entire industry thinks, and him being min price as the Miami backing backup running back. What's been going on with the Miami backup running backs, guys? Have they been good plays all season? Yes. Have they got a touchdown in every single game? I think they've got a touchdown in every single game. I didn't double check it, but I can remember every single game being mad about it. So probably. Uh, anyway, so I've got Salvan Ahmed and Jeff Wilson Jr. as a coin flip for who gets that work. I don't know who it's going to be. I meant to have a rule when I, yeah. So when I, when you build in something weird like this, where you break the optimizer, you need to say maximum one Miami RB2, because that's the condition that I have put over here. And that means I'm using no more than one of Jeff Wilson Jr. and Salvin Ahmed. And somebody asked me about this. Yes, they're slot dependent. So no more than one of Jeff Wilson Jr. and Salvin Ahmed in both captain and flex. You've got to remember to do that when it's a showdown slate. Uh, Salvin Ahmed and Jeff Wilson Jr. So save. Also, I think I'm definitely putting... Salvan Ahmed, captain. Because, yeah, so there's this PFF article you should all know about. PFF, um, show, showdown, uh, captain, quarterback. Is that going to be enough? Yeah. 
I think this is the one. So is this the, yeah. So it tells you what's like historically most likely to be in each position, et cetera, et cetera. We bring this over close conceptually to the other things on this. And I'm trying to look up how often uh, running back two is single rostered optimal. Running back two, single rostered optimal set 27% of the time. So tonight you should be targeting 27% for your Jeff Wilson Jr. and Salvan Ahmed shares. Um, I don't know if that's where I am, but I don't know which one it's going to be, but whichever one it is, it's going to be about 27%. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., 48, Salvan Ahmed, 11. So if you average that together, on average, 27%. Sounds fine to me. Once we have, once we apply my actual group condition to the next run of uh, these lineups. Uh, so besides that, you can see I have one other tweak that is for me, the way I'm getting different on the slate, the way I'm getting different on the slate is playing a lot of Cedric Wilson Jr. Cedric Wilson Jr. is um, too cheap. He is also close to min price. He is min price. So if you want your pretty pivot for the slate, everybody plays Jeff Wilson Jr. Well, you can say, oh, no, I just clicked the wrong one with Cedric Wilson Jr. And it's actually fine because, hey, just like with the 2-2 Atwell question on the main slate where really quick. I mean, it's just wild. His, the, this offense, like the wide receiver three in the Rams offense gets 88% of the snaps. He hasn't caught a bomb yet, but they're throwing him bombs every game. There's going to be a game where Tutu has like 150 and two touchdowns. And I'm going to be there on that game day saying, I got the money. And anyway, I, he's just out there. And like, when you get a good defense, what, what are you going to do if you have Cup, Puka Nakua, and Tutu out there? Who are you going to cover if you got two good safeties? You're going to put one of them on to do that well no you're not you're gonna put them on the two very good receivers so and i mean you hear like part of my reasoning for tutu being like the good play is not that he's good it's that he's the third best option that's the reason to play him anyway so same thing here that's the same reason to be heavy on cedric wilson jr i think he might not be number three he might be number four here i gotta double check my counting i know we've got waddle and tyreek is there anybody above him or is he three kind of nuts Kind of nuts that he's three there. Is that accurate? Have I done that right? So I have up the snap counts. Let me just pull them back up for Miami. Oh, yeah. Huh. Guess he is. Snap counts, 75 for Waddle, 60% for Tyreek, and then 40% for Berrios and Cedric Wilson Jr. Obviously, Robbie Chosen is working in as well. Slightly lower kind of splitting as well. So where is Robbie? Not projected to play at all. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, is he hurt? What's happened here? So let's double check on this situation because Cedric Wilson, Braxton Berrios, and Robbie all seem like they're right in the same opportunity mode these last three weeks. Nobody's coming back. Yeah. I mean, you know, Robbie's a little lower, but he's, what, 24 40th the snap and he ain't out there to block Robbie is not on the field to block you do not put him on the field if there's blocking possible I mean he's bad at it so I I don't think that's right I'm definitely popping him in the pool um I'm popping him at what I say four sevenths so like four as an expected value he's out there too much to be projected this low uh and yeah the field's on him I don't know why Saberson is on him I think that's a mistake so okay popping Robbie chosen up to four uh, it's not going to change anything for now, obviously, because he wasn't in the pool when I ran this. He is a good enough value, honestly. If, and there's so many values on the slate. You want to get crazy, 
You run 150 lineups, who we'll pop in the captain as an option? 0.1%? There are worse plays. There are definitely, I mean, 0.1% is definitely his optimal odds in the captain. It's higher than that. I can tell you for sure, if Robbie Josen catches a touchdown, he will be optimal in captain. What are his odds of catching a touchdown? I can ballpark it for you. The number of, oh, we don't have catches on here. Custom, yeah. Okay, mm, not gonna be able to do it without catches. But anyway, you can do it using the number of catches in a game in ballpark, all of the uh, metrics. And specifically, it's pretty like, what do you think, five, 10% likely that the wide receiver three catches the touchdown. So if you think that he's splitting the wide receiver three, three ways, then it's what, three to five to 10%, maybe three to 7% chance that he catches the touchdown and he's 0.1% owned. So I'm um, be three to 7% odds. Um, yeah. So you've got a lot of good captain options, Jeff Wilson, Jr., Cedric Wilson, Jr., Robbie Chosen as your fun leverage, but please don't play only those. If you're running 20 lineups, don't play more than six eight of those, some fun amount of those. The guys who are optimal in captain are Tyreek Hill and J Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. Play, play J a lot of Jalen Hurts. The overweight Jalen Hurts in captain. He's very good. He's going to run the ball. He's going to score touchdowns. He's going to score rushing touchdowns. He's fine in the captain. I do not have Tua in my mix in the captain. I think it's a mistake if you do, um, but it's 20%-ish likelihood, so fine. Um, yeah. Anyway, so let's see. Okay, so I know this is thrilling radio and video. And um, I have one or two more things to say about the slate. Let me make sure I said them all. Right, I was talking about why I'm fading Tua and what your odds are if you wanted to do not that. So your odds if you wanted to not fade Tua for showdown captain, you know, QB one's 20%. I just think... Um, Obviously, it's more likely to be the rushing quarterback, and the rushing quarterback is Jalen Hurts, so I'm giving him all 15 20%, maybe even slightly more, and not allowing the other guy in the field, and I'm pretty confident about it, even though I was wrong about it just last week. So that's how you play DFS. Uh, if you got a, if you got a lean, you go with that lean. And so if it sounds wrong to you, click the button, put them in your pool. That's your lean, you know? Like, it's not my lean. It's your lean. So uh, other, yeah. So that's more or less all the crazy plays I got for the slate. I'm not playing the defenses again at uh, 13 and 20% because, you know, you can if you want. There's a little meat on the bone. Defense optimal and flex is about 27%. So you want to get your defense optimal and flex. You play about 27% of them. That's better than either one of those. Dolphins particularly a little juicy there. Yeah. All right. They're 13% owned, 27% to be optimal. So just like you play a lot of Hurts and Captain, you play a lot of Dolphins and Flex because you gain a little bit of meat on the bone either way. Because if there's a defensive touchdown, nobody's going to have the Dolphins. And that's your fun little bit of leverage for the day. He's a rushing quarterback. He's going to have the ball in his hands in weird situations where ball can get knocked out of his hands and you get a you know forced fumble touchdown, whatever. So, you know, yeah. And obviously... You can play, you even can play the Eagles, right? 27% chance of either team being optimal defensively, but I just don't like winning that way. I don't like watching that kind of game. 
But you know what? I guess it would make it more fun if I were winning $500,000. Now that I think about it, so I'm going to pop them back. If there's good leverage, I can't I can't talk you off of playing the defenses in the slate. They're under 20%. They're in play. So I'm popping them back in for myself for my next run. Um, but yeah, I think, do I have my max wide receiver twos for Miami? I might need to build that rule too. Yeah, because now that I've buffed Cedric Wilson Jr., it's possible with the other play as well, right? Didn't I buff Chosen? I don't really want a lineup that has both of those hitting because that's kind of got to rely on a really weird situation in pass coverage or a very, I think only one of them gets there more likely than not. So I might build in a max one wide receiver three rule. It's just such a specific rule. It's kind of, is it worth the time? Are we going to get there anyway? I'm not sure. Oh yeah. Let me tell you my build settings right now being very, very wild with my salary. And yet I'm going to blend it. I didn't blend it though. Yeah, I'll pop in some sort of just miss worst dupes. So I've got my just miss worst dupes filter in here. It's set to be like 26. I think I'll make it for general filter like 29 or something. I I feel like for, so this was to win 50K on a milli slate, which would have been a little bigger field, I think. So I think for this slate, 50K, especially given, so given that we're going to be in a salary zone where it's a minus 50% to the expected value. I think let's have this be 29 or 30. Uh, you know, uh, Habes told us the other day, let's go. Let's use whenever Habes tells us stuff. It was about his UFC lineups and how he got to the top. And he told me his specific blend. So let's check it out. I really love this guys. Please do this. If you, uh, he filtered out Geomine over 24. Okay, so he's being he's being a lot. That's how I mean that's how you get to the top of the list. You saw where he was on that particular list. He was number three. So if you want to, to be number three, 24 is not so he's only filtering out over five dupes. And I mean, like you see, it's almost 100 percent working as a filter. Wow, his average salary is 49.5. So what, what did he say was the, the max? The only salary restraint was to leave 200. Yeah, that that that's all that works in UFC, but I'm not sure if that's just a UFC specific thing because we know specifically the way that that curve works for um, dupes over expectation. So I'm not sure you can apply that specific part of the lesson here. But yeah, I think just leaving it whatever it was, 26 is probably fine for, for my taste. Although on this slate, it's going to be really easy for me to get different, huh? 500K up top. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it where it was. I'm going to cancel this. So I left it at, uh, just so you know what that is, leaving it at 26. I think that'll leave me with a reasonable set of lineups combined with salary restriction. I'm going to be going to be really salary, well, I could be as salary restrictive given the slate. I think I'm going to, leaving a 1,000 should be enough given the blend and just okay i'm being very careful with this because somebody won like a hundred thousand dollars the other night leaving four hundred dollars on the table so given yeah given my salary restriction i think 600 is fine so this is quite a range right 37.5 to 49.6 why am i allowing that that's way bigger than my usual range the reason i'm allowing that is i've got a lot of low price captains and when i get low price captains in play it's still get unique and it's still get good lineups you have to have a much lower salary tolerance. Otherwise, there's only like two or three salary, uh, possible lineups you can build. So anyway, thank, uh, yeah. So that's why I will be doing this wild, wild salary range from 37.5 to 49.6, 
with the geomean filter. So uh, geomean filter of, I think it was 26 geomean ownership. Um, you can look up uh, Saberson's like product ownership and geometric mean of ownership um, video for more about that. Okay, so that's pretty much all I got for the football slate, which is to rant at you for quite a while. Then let's see, for the baseball slate, captains that I like. Boop, boop. Looks like I like the pitchers, no surprise there. It'd be a little overweight Valdez, on weight for Yavaldi. Then I'm jamming, well, not jamming anybody. I'm just getting to little, little pieces of the other guys. The other other captains that are in play are Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, Abreu, Seager, McCormick, and Pena. Just all wildly underowned. Pena, and I also put Lau in play and Young. So those guys at around one percent captain strike me as guys who just can have the monster nights. So I, I pop them in, and at one percent, that's just incredible leverage. So th it's kind of like a picking and choosing thing. I also did all my favorite home run guys, so that's why you got your Jordan, your Adolis. You're young, you're Altuve, you're Seeker, Abreu, because for some reason, all I mean, the reason is clearly here in my thing as well. People are jamming pitchers. 70% chance of a pitcher's duel seems a bit high. I'm going to dial that down to 50 50. I'm going to dial it down this way. I'm going to match the field on the pitchers. Fine. But last night didn't feel so good being overweight to a pitcher's duel. And then one of the pitchers got smacked out, and I was uh, not dead, but not feeling great about it. Um, so, okay, this gets me to a lot more Seager, to a lot more Jordan, to a lot more Jose Altuve, Captain. That's fine. That's the direction I'm trying to go. Relievers that are in play for the slate, that's what I always like to tell you for these showdowns as well. Basically, every reliever that you think is going to get maybe an inning, maybe a bit more nice in play. Um, for this game, that's LeClerc, that's Aroldis, that's Neris, that's Maton, Spores, and Montero. These guys... Any one of them could be optimal tomorrow. All of them in the single-digit percents. Somehow, how is this still happening? I don't really know how that's still happening. Uh, those guys are winning pretty much every night. 48K to 49.5K is my salary range. I think I 20 max the uh, $1. I have some amount of interest in what happens here, but it's not like it's not like football. So I will be following up mostly about football later, and we'll be building my football lineups now. Um, but remember... You're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, quite a lot of money tonight, and somebody's got to win it.